The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It is 10 o'clock on Monday, 6th of May, and this is the Urban Cube with myself, Shamiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on Inspire FM, the Urban Cube show, a show that celebrates faith, inspired creativity and positive action, going live and direct across locally nationally and internationally as well. Um, massive big hearty salams to all our listeners, not just uh, locally, but also across uh, Link FM's, uh, Sheffield's Link FM and uh, Slam Radio Peterborough this morning. It is Bank Holiday Monday. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend um, and you've been able to relax into um, a three-day weekend. It's always an absolute pleasure when you've got uh, three days to chill, right? Hopefully you're, you're relaxing with your family and loved ones and especially a massive big Ramadan Mubarak to all our listeners that will be fasting today as well, either today or tomorrow, whenever you are. Um, we from Inspire Fan are sending you lots of salams and regards. It is uh, the blessed month of Ramadan is here. It's upon us. And inshallah, we wish you and your families the most blessed and spiritually elevating month and may the almighty keep us all steadfast and make us better people and may this ramadan be enlightening healing and uplifting amen um on today's show we i have the great pleasure to um doing a live broadcast on um, on this blessed month and I'd like you to join in with this broadcast it'd be wonderful to have you send some messages of uh, Ramadan love to your loved ones um, send us some Ramadan Mubarak and I'd be more than happy to read them out now we don't have the, um, the camera on in the studio but we do have the comment section open up so if you'd like to send us a message then inshallah i'm more than happy to read that to you now the show that you're listening to is the urban cube the show will be repeating 8 p.m this evening we are spotify and itunes and we're also on facebook live we do have a podcast that is shared straight after the show so please please do catch up with any of the shows that you missed and um, we'd also would love to find out what you'd like to have showcased on um, the show as well now across the the four um, weeks of uh, Ramadan I will be interviewing Lots of fantastic guests who are creatives uh, nationally and locally and also charitable pioneers sharing their stories, their creative journeys in the hope of inspiring you and also getting you involved. Also on the show, I'll be um, having lots of information relating to events that will be happening locally that are Ramadan related. Now, one of the key things that I've always tried to maintain across the Ramadan shows is to talk about 
um, sustainability and environmental consciousness. And this is what I'll be doing on the show this morning. I have the pleasure of be, uh, interviewing a wonderful sister by the name of Jamana Moon, who is a storyteller and a uh, child psychotherapist who is from East London. Now, she sees environmental responsibility as an essential part of faith. So Jamana has been inspired by movements from mosques and communities around the world. And she is actually calling for a plastic-free Ramadan. The aim of this is the avoidance of single-use plastics and creation of a new plastic-free normal. So we'll be talking to Jamana Moon about what this actually means. And I hope that it will inspire possibly yourselves and myself to make sure that we look at ways in which we can reduce reduce waste, be that food, be that um, plastic, uh, and, and the ways we can support one another in doing so. So Jamana will be joining me after um, 11 to talk, to, no, after 10, actually, sorry, to talk to me about uh, how she is aiming to have a plastic-free normal, a plastic-free Ramadan. Also on the show, I'm going to be joined by another uh, voice that you may possibly recognize. She is no other than Rosa Garlow. Now, Rosa is a creative writer and blogger from Luton. And she is a unbashed sci-fi fan and gamer. Yep, you heard it. She helps to run the Luton Revert Group. And Rosa will share how the Luton Revert Group is helping local reverts across Ramadan. A beautiful topic that she will be raising and also telling us how the Luton Revert Group is supporting reverts across the town. Because, mashallah, the numbers are growing when it comes to um brothers and sisters joining the the fold of Islam. We are having more and more um, of the community growing, the Muslim community growing with more and more people embracing this blessed, um, beautiful faith, Islam. Now, more and more Muslims are coming into, uh, are joining Islam, but it's what we're finding is there is not enough support for those after and in Ramadan, it can be a very, very lonely time for fam- well, for new reverts or converts. And mashallah, the work that Rosa and the sisters are doing is exceptional. And she'll be talking to us about how her group is helping it, making a little bit more um, comfortable and welcoming for those are new to Islam across Ramadan. Also on this show, I'm going to be finding out what we're doing in the town of Luton, how we're encouraging, inviting, inspiring and building a community across Ramadan um, in Luton. And the way we're doing this is um, I'm going to be interviewing um, the wonderful sister Salma Khan. Now Salma is part of the Luton Food Bank and the Luton Food Bank are always making sure that they're supporting the most vulnerable across our town. And she's actually going to be talking to about us about how she's making sure that every single day is going to be productive um, across Ramadan in giving to others. And the way she's doing that is through a Ramadan food, book cal- uh, food bank calendar. Yep, you heard it. A Ramadan food bank calendar. We've had the we've heard of advent calendars. We're also seeing a lot of Ramadan calendars. But this is a Ramadan food bank calendar. So she'll be joining me 
after 11.30 to talk to us about how the food bank has created this concept and what the Ramadan food bank calendar aims to do. So it's 30 days of giving. But what is it that we're giving? We'll find out from Salma on the show very, very shortly. Now, on today's show, I'm also asking you guys to get in touch with me on 07779481822. Last week, we talked about Ramadan goals. I'm going to be asking you once again, what are your Ramadan goals? What is it that you're hoping to uh, inspire to do and across this blessed month? What is it that you're hoping to achieve? How is Ramadan going to help you achieve that? I would really like to find out from yourself and hopefully it'll inspire me to create those changes as well. Now, this show is about the community. It's about not it's about inspiring the community uh, with positivity. And this is what we aim to do across Ramadan, inshallah, across Inspire FM. I'm going to be joined by Brother Tarek very shortly to find out what the the radio air play is going to be. Now, as I mentioned in last week's show, Radio Ramadan um, across the country, historically in many cities and many towns, has always been the point of call really for many families um, and many individuals in connecting with the holy month um, and in, and connecting with their communities. Now, historically, this has continued for many, many years and Radio Ramadan has been part of the framework, really, of entertainment across Ramadan, entertainment that's basically about motivating and inspiring. And, uh, mashallah, this is where Inspire FM's journey began many, many years ago. I think it must be 20 years ago, mashallah, 20 years of inspiring and now um, a, a good eight years ago the license became 24 hours and that's where we saw the birth of Inspire FM and it's always a blessing each Ramadan to be able to do uh, a live show um, in this month reaching out to the wonderful wonderful selves that are you um, and we want to find out you know where you are listening from and and how your relationship has been with Radio Ramadan before it became Inspire FM. Um, do you recall listening to the station whilst you were little? Did you listen to it um, when you were doing your sehari or was it at iftar time? Did you listen throughout um the um, day did you listen in the evening were you part of the radio ramadan family before inspire fm became inspire fm i'd really like to find out from you share your story share it with us on 07779481822 now, folks, you're listening in to the Urban Cube show with myself, Shamiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock. It is 10 minutes past 10, Monday, 6th of May. The weather is quite mild outside. It was a little bit chilly this morning. It's actually gracious. It's quite gracious because, thankfully, for those that are fasting today, it is not too hot. Um, so it's quite a it's quite good weather, I think, when you're fasting so a little bit chilly outside. I believe this it will get a little bit sunnier later on. I'll give you a more detailed uh, weather weather uh, update very, very shortly. Um, I'm going to be joined by uh, three guests over the phone after 10 o'clock, inshallah, sharing their, uh, their Ramadan goals as well as their 
experience in making or what's inspiring and motivating them to make Ramadan a lot more productive and easier not just upon those um, celebrating, but also in on the environment. Now, every year, while once doing uh, whilst doing the show, I've always tr- been quite keen to actually talk about the environment and Ramadan and how we could make it a lot more sustainable, a bit more fair trade, a little bit more ethical in our, not just in our actions, but the way we practically engage with the food that we create, the food that we eat and the food that we um, give out. And so on today's show, we're going to be joined by Jamana Moon, inshallah, who will be talking to us about why she is going plastic free across Ramadan. Now, um, the show earlier on from the brother um, from Sheffield who spoke to us about 50 million tons of food is wasted across um, the world. And Ramadan is no exception, even though we eat little um we are all but we're also giving out a lot when we have our iftaris and there's only so much our stomach can actually hold um so what we're doing is we're feasting rather than fasting and that actually accumulates with a lot of food going to waste when we do uh these beautiful you know family and community iftaris because we're quite we want to to have lots of everything really We've been restraining ourselves from having food throughout the day for a good up to it's like 17, 18 hours. So when it comes to opening the fast, you know, we're tempted to have everything and anything under the sun. But obviously, there's only so much we can eat and there's only so much that we can share. So I think this is a lesson to us all. And this is what I'm hoping that the Urban Cube will be able to encapsulate on the show on how we can kind of maintain that balance. Uh, A balance that I hope will reach out not just across Ramadan, but also post Ramadan, that we're able to embrace and engage in our lives long term. So making it green, um, be environmentally friendly, having food that's fair trade, being, um, you know, using um, less plastic, because when all these big community um, projects happen with open iftars, plastic plates, cutlery is very readily used to make it easier to dispose of. But unfortunately, that disposal of this plastic is creating, creating the core or being part greatly part of um, this climate catastrophe that is being talked about and that we're also seeing because we're seeing that our oceans are full of plastic our beaches are um, beaches across the world I've seen images where animals are have been washed up onto the beach and they are covered in plastic animals sea life have been trapped in plastic where plastic is wrapped around their beaks or wrapped around their stomachs because they've been trapped in it. Um, And this is the fault of us. We are the cause of that disposal, that use of plastic that has ended up in the um, environment and is destroying um, our nature. So um, I'm not an expert in this, but I will be speaking to brothers and sisters who are and they'll be sharing their knowledge 
to hopefully create a little change in our lives. If all of us create a little change, this is a ripple effect that will hopefully have at least slow down the repercussions of um, the environment that we're facing at the moment. Now, coming back to the show, as mentioned, I'm going to be joined by some fantastic guests who will be sharing with us their Ramadan journey, but also giving us some tips and advice on how we can better ourselves and better our communities. Um, And we can use this beautiful month to reconnect, uh, enlighten, inspire and be spiritually uplifted. As much as we need to be maintaining our prayers, but it's also our adab, it's also our manners, it's also the way we relate and treat our community, inshallah. Um, And I'm really, really looking forward to finding out how our community in Luton and nationally, the communities across the country are engaging with um, Muslims and non-Muslims alike in order to make sure that we be the best we possibly can be and making sure that we're inspiring others around us with our good manners and our etiquette, inshallah. So Jamana Moon is a storyteller. She's a child psychotherapist living in East London. She sees the environmental responsibility as an essential part of faith. Jamana has been inspired by movements from mosques and communities around the world calling for plastic-free Ramadan, which is actually a hashtag, so please do use it. Um, Let's see how far this hashtag can go viral. Now, her aim is to see that the avoidance of single use of plastics and the creation of a new plastic-free normal is is being seen and is being met and is also being introduced. Plus, I'll be joining Rosa Garlow. Rosa is a creative writer and blogger from Lucid with a fun side. Yep, oh, Muslims can have fun. Um, she's unbashed sci-fi fan and a gamer. She helps to run the Luton Revert Group. Rosa will share how the Luton Revert Group is helping local reverts across Ramadan. Plus, I'm also looking forward to speaking to Salman Khan from the Luton Food Bank on the Urban Cube, sharing the Ramadan Food Bank calendar. It's a calendar which is launched in the month of Ramadan, helping to support those in need across each day of the month. She'll be talking to us um, about how we can get involved with this calendar and what we can do to help us inspire supporting the community across Luton one day at a time across the 30 days. Um, I'm also going to be joined by Brother Tarek, um, who will be talking to us about the radio uh story really and also the radio programming across Ramadan and what you can expect plus we'll be finding out about what events are happening because there is also an inspired Eid yes there's an inspired Eid together we celebrate at Lucy Park on the 4th and 5th of June 12 p.m to 8 p.m where Inspire FM are doing a Eid show mashallah not an Eid show. I think there'll be an Eid show live. Let me find out from Brother Tariq. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Tariq. Walaikum salam. How are you? I'm very well. Ramadan Mubarak to you. You too. Thank you so much for coming in to do your show on the first of Ramadan and, of course, uh, also a bank holiday. Oh, you know what? It's an absolute pleasure. Where else would I be on a bank holiday Monday and the first of Ramadan? Um, thank you for reminding me. Gosh, it is the first show of Ramadan, first live show, which I've had the pleasure of doing for many, many a year. I think, oh, uh, what? 
what would this be then? Is this the ninth Ramadan we're doing on Inspire FM or the eighth? Inspire FM started in 2010, but the 2010 license was the Ramadan okay. license, so effectively it's 2011. So 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19. It is this the ninth year this year. Wow, the ninth year, the ninth year I've been going live across Ramadan. It just feels seems like <coughs> yesterday. It doesn't seem like nine years ago um, I've been coming in doing this show. You know, I'm smiling, smiling saying that because I can't believe it's been nine years. It is time goes up past very quickly, and of course, if you keep into account the uh, Radio Ramadan broadcast, I'm sure which we are part of as well. Uh, this year is actually the 23rd uh, Ramadan uh, that we will be broadcasting, inshallah. So we started off in, in 97, uh, and of course, 23rd Ramadan broadcast this year. 23 years of live radio broadcast across Ramadan. Um, and this is a question I've been asking our listeners. Do you remember when we launched 23 years ago? This is just as Radio Ramadan. I wasn't around in Luton 23 years ago, but I would love to find out what your stories were. Do you remember the air airplay um, then? Were you part of the, the shows, the radio transmissions then? Were you um, a one of the children that uh, did the children's show? Or, you know, were, were you a teenager then doing some, some voluntary work with the station? Or were you an adult um, broadcasting live? Would love to find out from you. I mean, I want to ask you, Brother Tarek, where were you 23 years ago? What Were, were you part of the Radio Ramadan airplay? Because it seems as if you've been here forever too. Uh, to, to be honest, I'm not, uh, I can't say 100% entirely that I was there in 97 itself. Uh, but if not 97, then definitely uh, at least a year or two later. Uh, and just as you were saying uh, about the memories of Raid Ramadan and Alhamdulillah, uh, suddenly uh, various different images come into your mind, uh, flooding back of uh, you mean a lot of the brothers that you see around us now who are adults, subhanAllah, you mean, uh, qualified accountants and you mean, in various different fields of work. Uh, and there used to be uh, you mean, young little teenagers doing the children's hour. Mm. going around collecting uh, I myself used to go around collecting to the charity donations I remember uh, some of the older brothers uh, brother Zayed, brother, the, uh, brother Big T uh, all these brothers would be driving around uh, and the whole uh, Radio Ramadan experience was it, was it was just an amazing atmosphere uh, and everybody wanted to be part of it uh, this morning we've, you, you mean you've come into the studio and I mean obviously it's, it's the first live show and it's, it's pretty quiet uh, but generally I'm not sure if it's going to be like this today or if it's going to be like this during the Ramadan but in Radio Ramadan days you wouldn't really find a situation where you came into the studios and it was just one person there at the, I mean it was the, the whole uh, the whole studio was really vibrant and there was there was so much energy in it Alhamdulillah and I think we've kind of carried that through uh, through the years with Inspire FM but of course uh, with Inspire FM being a full-time radio station it's that a commitment that's needed all year round, uh, and of course, uh, hence sometimes uh, in Ramadan, uh, I think we uh, are kind of sound burnt out already. But it's a situation where there's uh, there's obviously we're still trying to maintain that through Ramadan. Mm -hmm. But Ramadan is something else, and I think it's a situation where wherever you may be, wherever uh, field of work you may be in, a lot of times the questions you kind of ask yourself is like, how am I going to get through Ramadan this year? Uh, it's going to be so difficult. But so Ramadan comes, and Ramadan 
Ramadan goes and you won't you, you don't even realize how quickly it goes and I think successful are those who make the most of their Ramadan and I think it's very important that we and this is something I was asking in the Seri show this morning uh, a quick plug for the Seri show is every morning uh, at 2.30 inshallah so please do tune into the Seri show uh, it's live with myself we'll join live by some brothers from Sheffield as well as uh, it's live on Salam Radio in Bradford as well as in Rochdale uh, and Middlesbrough uh, so listeners of course uh, in regards the series show is asking the question uh, we plan for things in life everything that we do whatever it may be how small it may be whatever project that we're working on we plan these things and uh, one of the things I was asking was what are your plans for Ramadan and I think it's very important that we do plan for Ramadan because if we don't plan for it uh, then surely we're, we're heading for a fall and Ramadan will be a situation where it will come it will go and it will make no difference to us whatsoever and this is where if we remind ourselves of the hadith of Jibrail uh, salam where Jibrail salam is actually coming to the Prophet wasalam, and having a conversation and there's a, there's a deeper conversation and there's a number of questions asked but one of the things that Jibrail salam says to the Prophet wasalam, may he be cursed the person that uh, uh, I mean, enters Ramadan and leaves Ramadan and Ramadan has no impact on him and uh, the Prophet wasalam, says Ameen to that so subhanAllah listeners this, is, this could possibly be one of us where Ramadan has entered into our lives Alhamdulillah we're very fortunate that we are able to see Ramadan uh, and Ramadan has come into our lives and we are alive to be able to see this many people uh, have, have passed away maybe very recently and they, they haven't made it to Ramadan but of course we're fortunate enough to be to have made it to Ramadan now we need to make sure that we are not part of that uh, curse and we need to make sure that we do make the most of Ramadan and uh, the last thing that uh, we want to be is of course uh, be of those who, uh, who are very very unfortunate people who will enter Ramadan and they, they will go through the whole of Ramadan but unfortunately won't benefit from Ramadan in any way. Thank you so very much, brother, for that um, gentle reminder, mashallah. And also um, the Sehri show. So the Sehri show, you're going to be doing that. Have you had any sleep? <laughs> Just a few hours. Just a few hours. Um, always committed to doing the Sehri show, which is very, very well received. He also does the Rise and Shine show, guys. So inshallah, do stay in tune. Um, to that. Um, we are heading off to a break, inshallah. After the break, I'm going to be joined by no other than uh, Jamana Moon and then we're going to be talking how to have a plastic-free Ramadan. So join me straight after the break for more conversations on The Urban Cube. Assalamu alaikum. Inspire FM, stepping up your Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum and a very, very good morning to you. Ramadan Mubarak, if you are doing Ramadan today. We are in the gracious, glorious month of Ramadan. May the sweet blessings of this precious month um, enlighten you and spiritually lift you. And inshallah, may all your prayers be answered. And um, do keep us in your du'as as well. Um, as always now it's an absolute pleasure to have the first live broadcast of the Open Cube uh, in Ramadan it's an absolute honour and pleasure to be doing this nine years running my goodness this is the ninth year it's 23 years of Radio Ramadan um, and nine years of Inspire FM and mashallah, I was speaking to Brother Tarek and we were just talking about memories. What are the memories that you have is when the station first launched 23 years ago, 1997. Were you part, part of that the project when it first launched? Were you a volunteer? Did you 
do any live uh, airplay where you're part of the radio shows. Um, were you a child then, teenager or adult uh, participating in the uh, radio shows then? Uh, it was always an exciting time. I remember when I was in Nottingham growing up and uh, Ramadan it was always an exciting time, but it just felt a bit empty when there was no radio on. I always remember the radio as my greatest memory of Ramadan whilst growing up, mashallah. And I'm sure you can uh, relate to that as well. Um, as I've already mentioned, it is my first live show on Inspire FM, the Urban Cube, uh, across Ramadan. It's an absolute honour to be doing this uh, for the last nine years. And today is no exception. I'm going to be joined by fantastic guests over the phone this morning who are going to be sharing with me their um, goals and inspirations across Ramadan. Now, it is Bank Holiday Monday, people. Um, What a wonderful, wonderful weekend. What a great start to have where you're able to actually take the day off um, and rest today if you're fasting. I just think that's absolutely awesome to do. Um, I'm not resting. I'm obviously in the studio this morning sharing with you um, my guest as well as allowing you to get involved as well. I want you to participate in the show this morning on 07779481822. Are there any Ramadan goals that you're aspiring to? Would love to hear what they are. Also, do you have any memories of uh, Inspire FM when it became 24 hours or going back to the actual, actual story in 1997, 23 years ago? Um, do you remember any of the presenters that were doing their shows then um do you miss them do you want them to come back should we have them back should i interview them uh would love to do that give us your uh, thoughts give us your ideas always all we're all ears and more than happy to make them happen remember this show is not about me it's also about you and we also want to kind of share what you have to say too um if you're listening in this morning um, whether whether it's uh, at home or travelling, do get in touch with me. Um, do send a Ramadan Mubarak to your families, um, friends, loved ones. Would love to read them out. We are on the Facebook page for Inspire FM, as always, but there's no camera in on the studio. So please do leave your comments and would love to read them out. And also the WhatsApp for any messages is 07779481822. Now I'm going to also be across the shows sharing with you events that are happening like the open iftars or any innovative community events where we're bringing um, not just our Muslim brothers and sisters together but the our community the wider community together as well to get involved to get engaged with this blessed month and what it means to us as Muslims and also how we want to reach out and share that love with the wider community so please do get in touch share with me your ideas what you're getting up with what those events are I'm more than happy to do that and remember we do have the Rise and Shine show as well inshallah which will continue the Sahari show too which is run by brother Tarek so please do share that information more than happy to kind of roll it out there we will have lots of live broadcasts across the month of Ramadan which are very very um, much appreciated and we will continue to keep you company um, across the Sehri and Iftari times as well and throughout the day too so you're not alone people we are here with you on that journey to keep you engaged keep you inspired motivated and
trying to remind you how much we love you for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and this is what this station is all about. Now, as promised, I'm going to be joined by um, some great guests across the studio um, via the phone. And they're going to inspire me and motivate me because for me, it's always a lesson. The reason why I do this show across Ramadan is to because I know I have so many flaws. I, mean, I know I'm still continue to learn. I'm still learning about my faith. And, um, and I'm so inspired by the guests. They're always educating me, um, as are you guys too. I always, always uh, look forward to the messages. And um, there's so many lessons to be learned. And we are never... We are never, never experienced enough. There is so much we are still learning. Life is about learning. And Ramadan is always a lesson as well. And if we don't learn anything, then when will we learn? So it's that's what I um, I find Ramadan so precious in doing so because it's a lesson to me to grow because I know I'm a weak individual and there are so many things I need to kind of work on. And, um, you know, and I love reading the quotes that I see on social media. And one of the quotes that really, really ha- always, always touches my heart. And I think it's a real reflection of, of the way I feel because Ramadan isn't always just for the pious. This is where we always seem to kind of miss, miss and think that it's only if you are continuously praying and it's only for you. No, it's for everybody. doesn't matter how weak your iman is. The doors are always open across Ramadan to embrace you, to lift you. And I there's this beautiful message that I've seen that really, really does inspire me. And the month of Ramadan has come and they ask you, what have you prepared for it? Tell them a broken heart, a shattered soul and eyes ready to release an ocean of tears. And that just says it all for me. That really, really does inspire me. The fact that, you know what, it doesn't matter what level you're at in your iman. Just come with a broken heart. Let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala embrace you um, and um, and share your heartache, share your tears in the blessed month and allow that to, to kind of enable you to get stronger. So, and that is really, really inviting. I think that's just a beautiful message, mashallah. But this month is not just about... Um, you know, growing ourselves stronger internally. It's also about growing uh, growing and developing our actions and actions practically as well. And that's why I always find the Ramadan uh, section of Inspire FM, especially my show, The Urban Cube, is because I learn so much strength uh, and I learn new techniques and a new ways of making the environment um, not just in, uh, in my home, but also externally as well, better. And we are, um, as Muslims, should be flying that flag loud and proud. And somebody that's really making a difference in um, her life, in her family's life and the community around her is no other than Jumana Moon. Now, Jumana is a very well-respected storyteller, storyteller that is performed not just um, across London, but nationally as well and is recognised internationally. She's also a child psychotherapist living in East London. She sees environmental responsibility as an essential part of faith. Jumana has been inspired by movements from mosques and communities around the world, calling for a hashtag plastic free Ramadan, the avoidance of single use plastics and creation of a new plastic free normal. I have, I'm so curious. I'm really, really loving this hashtag, but I want to find out more. This hashtag plastic free Ramadan, what could it be? Let's find out from Jumana. Assalamu alaikum, Jumana. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullah Ramadan Mubarak. And a massive big Ramadan Kareem Mubarak to you, my darling sister. Thank you, Thank so, you much so much for joining us on the first oh, Ramadan. It's a real pleasure. 
It's a real pleasure. May, may Allah open the doors of Ramadan to you and all the listeners and all the Ummah, inshallah. It's a really exciting time, the beginning of this month. Inshallah, inshallah. May your prayers be answered and the prayer that you've made for our beautiful listeners this morning. And you know what? Super, super excited to have you on the show. You've been a friend of the show for many a year and it's always a pleasure to invite you back. And my first guest, my first guest as well on um, this show. My dear sister, it's Bank Holiday Monday. Uh, You're obviously off work, but knowing you, I bet you're not. I bet you're working because you're always on the go. How does it feel to have a three week, you know, three days off? Well, it's good. I'm, I'm glad, you know, it's a nice time to to start Ramadan. We, we started today mm-hmm. and um, and it's good just to prepare for the week ahead and get get everything sorted. We have to we have to make a lot of borek in our house. Uh-huh. So we have to roll those and have them ready in the freezer, obviously, for the week ahead. Oh, tell me, what is that? It's the first time I'm hearing this, Borek. Borek, yes. But Borek is an Algerian um, kind of, it's, I suppose it's the equivalent of a samosa. So it's filo pastry and it's filled with various delicious bits. You can choose what you fill it with. And and then, of course, it's it's, it's fried and eaten with soup for its Ah. So the to try and, yeah. So what's so what are the delicious bits that you put in in them? Uh, you might put in potato and and, and onions and, and 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 mint, or you might put in olives, cheese, spinach, chicken. You can really put any, in anything tasty that you like. They're the kind of main areas that people go to, but you can't have. An Algerian iftar without a borek, it's impossible. Ah, so this is like the traditional if, um, yeah. Algerian iftari yeah. meal, part of the meal, just like samosas seem to be for South Asian Absolutely. community. And we're trying to Absolutely. move away from the samosa thing and get this a little yes, bit more fre- fresher, yeah. lighter and less fried. So, and is, is borek, is this actually fried in oil? How is it baked? It, 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 it's fried quite lightly. Mm-hmm not deep fried it's fried it's fried very lightly and the soup that we that, that that goes with it is very light but um yeah we try we try we're trying to cut down on the borek you know only have the one small borek rather than a pile of borek so ah, um, so you this, usually just have the one with your soup you know what i'm loving this i think every <laughs> culture has a uh, a naughty naughty <laughs> iftari treat um and every culture is trying to avoid it and i love I the fact so. that you guys are doing this too <laughs> just like we have <laughs> samosa problems <laughs> exactly uh, we, we have our, we have our borek um, our borek kind of um what's the word you know our, our borek indulgence yes i think i think it'll be a, a brilliant study i think every every muslim community has got their pride oh i love it we need to find out so yeah you know which which community has this indulgence and let's make Mm -hmm. it one folks just one one across ramadan you're allowed one not too many (laughs) but it's all good i love it i love it it's all these cultural it's it's Mm. it's part of our cultures isn't it it's those memories that um you know of Mm. of being introduced to us from childhood and sometimes it's kind of hard to let go because they're so full with lovely embracing embraced with memories and thoughts um, absolutely absolutely so my dear yeah. is there anything from your childhood um or um tell me tell me your journey to islam um is, is your background algerian no no my husband and my my in-laws are algerian um 
So when I when I came into Islam, I was about 21. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew at the time uh, a, a lot of um, uh, Yemeni people who I who I was studying with a very close friend from Yemen, and her family really took me under their their wing. So mm-hmm. I started off with a lot of Yemeni iftars, and um, and as, as a young person, single, I had such a treat to go around to different places in London, different mm-hmm. communities, different mosques. And I, I felt like I got to try, you know, every kind of iftar during those first few years. Cool. It was, it was, really, it was really something, actually. It was really special. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can I just yeah. ask, can I be a bit cheeky? So which yes, community had the best iftars? Who does the rocking oh, iftars? That's, 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 like quite a, that could, that's quite a controversial question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I have to say, in terms of my kind of emotional centre, I feel like the Yemeni iftar is always going to win it for me because Ooh. it's got an emotional an emotional home for me because of okay. my friends my of first course. came into Islam with and those first Ramadans and you know but I think in terms of um, range and taste factor the Iranian iftar hits high on the scale every Ooh. time why is that? Mm. Why is that? Fresh, well, they, they they start with this plate of fresh herbs Oh, nice I know that's yeah. really unusual yeah. It was really, and, and, and a little bit of white cheese, a little bit of bread, a little bit of light black tea. That's even before you've got into the meal. That's just how you start. Wow. It's kind I of know. like introducing you lightly into yeah. it, getting your tummy settled. Yeah. I yeah. like that. That's quite classy. It was very nice. Yeah, it was. It was. I was like, wow. Oh. This is wonderful. Very light. Very light. You know, South Asian iftaris, from what I remember, none of that. None of that. It was... Jump right into the fry food and plates, plates full of them. And this is what we're going to be talking to you this morning about is how we can, uh, those plates, what we could do about those plates. Because lots of the mashallah, lots and lots of community of thars happening, uh, have happened and are happening and will continue to happen, mashallah, where we're broadening, opening the doors to the wider community. But one thing that... um, Mm remains to be dealt with is the yeah. overuse of the cutlery which has yeah. now become a lot of it, plastic is being used because it's easier yeah. to get rid of and this is something that you are wanting to talk about because avoiding single-use plastics as part yeah. of a plastic-free Ramadan tell us why mm. Jamana why is this so significant and important to do well I've kind of, you know, I, I think we'll see it every year at the end of a beautiful kind of light-filled gathering. Mm-hmm. And you're walking out of the mosque or, or, or the, the building where you've been and there's this, everyone's tidying up and there's this bin bag full of plastic plates, plastic cups, plastic spoons, plastic forks, small plastic bowl that's, on, put for, that's had dessert in it, plastic water bottles. And then my heart would sink and I'd think, this is going to end up in landfill just for just for the one meal mm. that we've had here today. And, and some of this stuff, well, the, the, the estimates are that perhaps it breaks down in 500 years. Some of the estimates are that it just whooshes around the planet and mm. just will never, never degrade. So um, I've sort of been seeing this over the years and I've been hearing moves from around the world that have been really inspiring. I hear about a mosque in sweden or the netherlands or scotland that that Mm. ask people to bring their own cutlery their own cups to the iftar oh that's um, that's quite cool 
It's really, really interesting. Mm. And we had a kind of experiment with this last year with the Robani project mm. held, held an ethical iftar at Rumi's Cave. And you and I spoke about that before before it happened. And, and that, that had some success, though. And we're going to try that again this year. And I think it's about not just giving it so much as an option, but you must bring... You must bring your, your, a spoon or a mm. cup or a refillable water bottle. Mm. And I think when I was thinking about it, when I set up the, the Facebook page just yesterday, was about how, how we can actually create a new normal mm. where these mm. um, single-use plastics are just, they're just no longer acceptable. They're just no longer an option. Because when you, it just takes a quick Google to look through. You can Google um, plastic pollution. And I'm trying to upload some of these on, on, on the mm. Facebook page or UK landfill or global landfill. And the pictures, Shamiza, are horrid. I know. They are just, I mean, I felt quite ill looking mm. at them yesterday, but I thought I have to keep looking at them mm. because mm. the generations to come are going to be looking at them for centuries. Wow. And. Uh, for 15 minutes of use because it's inconvenient for us to take a water bottle with us or because we don't want to carry a spoon around with us. It's, I just think actually Allah has given us such a responsibility in terms of stewardship over the earth and the oceans and the rivers. And um, actually, this to, to me, I see, I see this responsibility as, as, as a form of ibadah and a form of our worship. And for us to kind of commit this level of plastic pollution during Ramadan feels really um, kind of counter to the whole spirit of what we're trying to achieve during this month. Now you've raised... Those are my initial kind of thoughts. And those Mm. thoughts are quite poignant. And, you Mm. know, you've just mentioned imagery of the animals that have been impacted by this plastic and the fact that... They are heart-wrenching. They're horrific. Mm. Um, and, and we're the cause of it. It's us. We are doing mm. this. Um, yeah. And are you on your own working with this movement? Are there other Muslims supporting what you are wanting to envisage and, and activate here? Well, there are. And I think there's a, there, there is a kind of um, um, uh, network of people... I think in different countries mm-hmm. and j- just in the UK of course we have the Rabani project looking at ideas around the Green Dean and and taking some of these ideas forward and implementing them we have kind of eco-muslim um, group and, and wisdom in nature another Islamic kind of environmental group and and, and I know there's a movement like this in the States I've been getting messages on the Facebook page or comments from a lot of people in the States who are like, actually, yeah, we do this. We've been doing it for a few years now, mm-hmm. where the mosque just, that's how it is. People bring their own cutlery, their own cups, their own reusable water bottle to Iftar and Tarawih. Wow. So that's really exciting. They're, they're, they're kind of making it happen, really. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I think I would just... And, and what's been interesting is so many people are saying, yeah, it's so, are so disturbed by the images of how much plastic they're seeing around them. And, and so I think it's kind of something about how can, we, how can we create that new normal? That's the expression that came to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. How can we create that new normal where, where we're like, 
it's just not an option. Mm-hmm. It's not an option anymore. It, and you've said this uh, with so much passion and conviction, and and it does take one person to hopefully create a ripple fe- effect in, in martial art. And you're connecting internationally as well, and seeing what programs have been put into place. This Facebook page that you've mentioned is this something that yes. you're launching? How can people connect with you on that Facebook page? And what well, tips could you give us? Because we're going to be heading off to the break in about three minutes okay. time. Okay, so the Facebook page is just called Plastic Free Ramadan. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just going to put statistics and ideas. And hopefully as Ramadan goes on, we'll have people posting on there of their Plastic Free Ramadan. Mm-hmm. And I think the main, the, the, some of the tips are about simple things. A reusable water bottle for tarawih. Mm-hmm. Then there doesn't need to be a, a plastic water bottle at Tarawih or Iftar. Even just carrying your own spoon or, or light um, mm. wooden spoon is really simple. Even a metal spoon is quite light. I carry one around with me. Um, and it, something like a tiffin tin. Um, and you know, I have to have my tea after Iftar. It's mm. essential. So I just put my reusable uh, coffee cup in my bag as well. It's not a large kit. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it can be shared. You can share a tiffin tin between two, and um, and then you have zero zero plastic waste. Mashallah. And but, I I saw a picture of you sharing that. So you had your yes. your, your 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 tiffin tin, your bottle. Yes. You had a wooden spoon. Um, yes. And it was wonderful and to it, see. It was really cool. Yes. Yes. And it's quite it's quite light, and you just get into the habit of carrying mm. it around with you. And, yeah. it, and it's making yeah. it a, a habit. Now, I have to send a shout out to my dear friend, Jane Bedlington at work, because I'd actually, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, I had gone to get a coffee um, from work in a plastic cup and she saw it on my uh-huh. work desk and she said I was naughty. And she came okay. to me and says, that's very naughty of you, Shamiza. And I apologise. Right. And that was very naughty of me. But it's that atmosphere. We Because we have a community in our office where we are quite, you know, everybody's got their reusable Wonderful. cups. And we've got spoons, uh, metal spoons in a cup as well. So that we use that too. And it's that community. If one person is doing it, it inspires the other people. So yeah. massive big shout out for Jane. I'm so sorry. Well I'm learning. Jamana is teaching me. And this is what it's all about. I hope um, people will connect with your Facebook page, Jamana. Um, and we and yeah. and and I am going to interview again you again. I have to in the middle of Ramadan to find out how this is coming along. You've also mentioned well, the let's Re- see. yeah Rabani yeah. project as well. Yeah. Um, and do they have a, an iftar event? The, they do on the twenty fifth of May. Mashallah. Um, and that's going to be um, at Rumi's cave, inshallah. And that's going to be an ethical iftar. So it's going mm-hmm. to have a plastic will be part of that. Our, our, our zero plastic. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who forgets to bring something or comes, you know that there will be because you can buy these degradable, compostable. Um, uh, Plates. I put some nice ones on the page. I'll continue to post some alternatives made of sugar cane Ooh. or palm leaves. They're really mm. nice to use. Um, so there will be, but we're going to really push for people to bring their own. And it's also going to be a meat-free iftar as well, which is a whole other discussion. But mm. um, they're going to be looking at, at promoting and talking about that. Um, so that's the 25th of May at Rumi's Cave in, in uh, Queen's Park, Northwest. How London. exciting. Now, Jumana, what about mm. yourself? Are there any storytelling events that you'll be doing while in Ramadan or post-Ramadan? During Ramadan, actually, on Saturday, uh, the 11th, I'm doing a, a little uh, um, set at uh, Richmond Library for a City Read, the City Read Festival. Oh, cool. Which, 
it should be nice. And and then I'm going to do a, a, a pre iftar set of stories um, at Rumi's Cave, I think on the 24th of wow. May. Exciting So they're stuff. the kind of main things, yeah. yeah. Well, we are now heading off to a break. Just quickly, Jumana, what is yes. what one thing could you say to our listeners for Ramadan? I think just to 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 let go and find 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 Allah be with Allah as much as possible. Oh my dear, thank you so very much. May Allah be with you thank always you, and your family. Have a beautiful bless you. beautiful Ramadan you. and let's make and this plastic free yes. Ramadan. Yes. Plastic free Ramadan inshallah, inshallah. Uh, um enjoy iftari and keep us in your duas. I will do Shamaiza and and I look forward to seeing you soon. Inshallah. Take care my dear sister. Inshallah. That was the but, Beautiful Jamana Moon sharing with us, being our first guest and talking plastic-free Ramadan. Now we're going to be heading off to a break and inshallah I'm going to be joined by another inspirational guest. Rosa Gallo is going to be talking to us about Luton Revert Group. Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and a very, very good morning to you. Ramadan Mubarak, if you are doing Ramadan today. We are in the gracious, glorious month of Ramadan. May the sweet blessings of this precious month um, enlighten you and spiritually lift you. And inshallah, may all your prayers be answered and um, do keep us in your du'as as well um, as always now it's an absolute pleasure to have the first live broadcast of the Open Cube uh, in Ramadan it's an absolute honour and pleasure to be doing this nine years running my goodness this is the ninth year it's 23 years of Radio Ramadan um, and nine years of Inspire FM and mashallah, I was speaking to Brother Tarek and we were just talking about memories. What are the memories that you have is when the station first launched 23 years ago, 1997. Were you part, part of that the project when it first launched? Were you a volunteer? Did you do any live uh, airplay? Were you a part of the radio shows? Um, were you a child then? Teenager? or adult uh, participating in the uh, radio shows then. Uh, it was always an exciting time. I remember when I was in Nottingham growing up and uh, Ramadan was always an exciting time, but it just felt a bit empty when there was no radio on. I always remember the radio as my greatest memory of Ramadan whilst growing up, mashallah, and I'm sure you can uh, relate to that as well. Um, as I've already mentioned, it is my first live show on Inspire FM, the Urban Cube, across uh, Ramadan. It's an absolute honour to be doing this uh, for the last nine years. And today is no exception. I'm going to be joined by fantastic guests over the phone this morning who are going to be sharing with me their um, goals and inspirations across Ramadan. Now, it is Bank Holiday Monday, people. Um, what a wonderful, wonderful weekend. What a great start to have where you're able to actually take the day off um, and rest today if you're fasting. I just think that's absolutely awesome to do. Um, I'm not resting. I'm obviously in the studio this morning sharing with you um, my guests as well as allowing you to 
get involved as well. I want you to participate in the show this morning on 07779 Are there any Ramadan goals that you're aspiring to? Would love to hear what they are. Also, do you have any memories of uh, Inspire FM when it became 24 hours or going back to the actual, actual story in 1997, 23 years ago. Um, do you remember any of the presenters that were doing their shows then? Um, do you miss them? Do you want them to come back? Should we have them back? Should I interview them? Uh, would love to do that. Give us your uh, thoughts. Give us your ideas. Always, all, we're all ears and more than happy to make them happen. Remember, this show is not about me. It's also about you. And we also want to kind of share what you have to say too. Um, if you're listening in this morning, um, whether whether it's uh, at home or traveling, do get in touch with me. Um, do send a Ramadan Mubarak to your families, um, friends, loved ones. Would love to read them out. We are on the Facebook page for Inspire FM, as always, but there's no camera in on the studio. So please do leave your comments and would love to read them out. And also the WhatsApp for any messages is 07779481822. Now I'm going to also be across the shows sharing with you events that are happening like the open iftars or any innovative community events where we're bringing um, not just our Muslim brothers and sisters together, but the our community, the wider community together as well to get involved, to get engaged with this blessed month and what it means to us as Muslims and also how we want to reach out and share that love with the wider community. So please do get in touch, share with me your ideas, what you're getting up with, what those events are. I'm more than happy to do that. And remember, we do have the Rise and Shine show as well, inshallah, which will continue the Sahari show too, which is run by Brother Tarek so please do share that information more than happy to kind of roll it out there we will have lots of live broadcasts across the month of Ramadan which are very very um, much appreciated and we will continue to keep you company um, across the Sehri and Iftari times as well and throughout the day too so you're not alone people we are here with you on that journey to keep you engaged keep you inspired motivated and to remind you how much we love you for the sake of Allah subhanahu um, and this is what this station is all about. Now, as promised, I'm going to be joined by um, some great guests across the studio um, via the phone. And they're going to inspire me and motivate me because for me, it's always a lesson. And the reason why I do this show across Ramadan is to because I know I have so many flaws. I, mean, I know I'm still continue to learn. I'm still learning about my faith. And, um, and I'm so inspired by the guests. They're always educating me, um, as are you guys, too. I always, always uh, look forward to the messages. And, and there's so many lessons to be learned. And we are never... We are never, never experienced enough. There is so much we are still learning. Life is about learning. And Ramadan is always a lesson as well. And if we don't learn anything, then when will we learn? So it's that's what I um, I find Ramadan so precious in doing so because it's a lesson to me to grow because I know I'm a weak individual and there are so many things that I need to kind of work on. 
And, um, you know, and I love reading the quotes that I see on social media. One of the quotes that really, really ha- always, always touches my heart. And I think it's a real reflection of, of the way I feel because Ramadan isn't always just for the pious. This is where we always seem to kind of miss, miss and think that it's only if you are continuously praying and it's only for you. No, it's for everybody. doesn't matter how weak your iman is. The doors are always open across Ramadan to embrace you, to lift you. And I there's this beautiful message that I've seen that really, really does inspire me. And the month of Ramadan has come and they ask you, what have you prepared for it? Tell them a broken heart, a shattered soul and eyes ready to release an ocean of tears. And that just says it all for me. That really, really does inspire me. The fact that, you know what, it doesn't matter what level you're at in your iman. Just come with a broken heart. Let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala embrace you um, and, um, and share your heartache, share your tears in the blessed month and allow that to, to kind of enable you to get stronger. So, and that is really, really inviting. I think that's just a beautiful message, mashallah. But this month is not just about... Um, you know, growing ourselves stronger internally. It's also about growing out, growing and developing our actions and actions practically as well. And that's why I always find the Ramadan uh, section of Inspire FM, especially my show, The Urban Cube, is because I learn so much strength uh, and I learn new techniques and new ways of making the environment um, not just in, uh, in my home, but also externally as well, better. And we are, um, as Muslims, should be flying that flag loud and proud. And somebody that's really making a difference in um, her life, in her family's life and the community around her is no other than Jumana Moon. Now, Jumana is a very well-respected storyteller, storyteller that is performed not just um, across London, but nationally as well and is recognised internationally. She's also a child psychotherapist living in East London. She sees environmental responsibility as an essential part of faith. Jumana has been inspired by movements from mosques and communities around the world, calling for hashtag plastic free Ramadan, the avoidance of single use plastics and creation of a new plastic free normal. I have, I'm so curious. I'm really, really loving this hashtag, but I want to find out more. This hashtag plastic free Ramadan, what could it be? Let's find out from Jumana. Assalamu alaikum, Jumana. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullah Ramadan Mubarak. And a massive big Ramadan Kareem Mubarak to you, my darling sister. Thank you, Thank so, you so much, much for joining us on the first oh, Ramadan. It's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure. May, may Allah open the doors of Ramadan to you and all the listeners and all the ummah, inshallah. It's a really exciting time, the beginning of this month. Inshallah, inshallah. May your prayers be answered and the prayer that you've made for our beautiful listeners this morning. And you know what? Super, super excited to have you on the show. You've been a friend of the show for many a year and it's always a pleasure to invite you back. And my first guest, my first guest as well on um, this show. My dear sister, it's Bank Holiday yes. Monday. Uh, you're obviously off work, but knowing you, I yes. bet you're not. I bet you're working because you're always on the go. How does it feel to have a three week, you know, three days off? Well, it's good. I'm, I'm glad, you know, it's a nice time to, to start Ramadan. We, we started today mm-hmm. and, um, and it's good just to prepare for the week ahead and get, get everything sorted. We have, to, we have to make a lot of borek in our house. Huh. 
So we have to roll those and have them ready in the freezer, obviously, for the week ahead. Oh, tell me, what is that? It's the first time I'm hearing this, Borek. Borek, yes. But Borek is an Algerian um, kind of, it's, it's, I suppose it's the equivalent of a samosa, so it's filo pastry and it's filled with various delicious bits. You can choose what you fill it with. And, um, and then, of course, it's, it's, it's fried and eaten with soup. For its ah. So the but to try and, yeah. So what's so what are the delicious bits that you put in in them? Uh, you might put in potato and 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 onions and 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 mince, or you might put in olives, cheese, spinach, chicken. You can really put any, in anything tasty that you like. They're the kind of main areas that people go to. But you can't have an Algerian iftar without a borek. It's impossible. Ah, so this is like the traditional if um, yeah. Algerian iftari. Yeah meal part of the meal just like samosas seem to be for south asian Absolutely. community and we're trying to Absolutely. move away from the samosa thing and get this a little yes, bit more fre- fresher yeah. lighter and less fried so and is is barak is this actually fried in oil how is it baked it, it, it it's fried quite lightly mm-hmm. not deep fried it's fried it's fried very lightly and the soup that we that that, that goes with it is very light but um yeah, we try, we try, we're trying to cut down on the borek. You know, only have the one small borek rather than a pile of borek. So, ah, um, so you this, usually just have the one with your soup. You know what? I'm loving this. I think every <laughs> culture has a uh, a naughty, naughty <laughs> iftari treat. Um, and every culture is trying to avoid it. And I love I the fact so. that you guys are doing this too. <laughs> just like we have <laughs> samosa problems. Exactly. <laughs> We we have we have our borek um, our borek kind of um, what's the word you know our, our borek indulgence yes I think I think it'll be a, a brilliant study I think every every Muslim community has got their pride. Oh, I love it. We need to find out. So, yeah, you know, yeah, which yeah. which community has this indulgence and let's make mm-hmm. it one, folks, just one, one across Ramadan. You're allowed one, not too many, <laughs> but it's all good. I love it. I love it. It's all these cultural, it's, it's, mm. it's, it's part of our cultures, isn't it? It's those memories yeah. that, um, you know, have, mm. have been introduced to us from childhood. And sometimes yeah. it's kind of hard to let go because they're so full with lovely Absolutely. embracing, embraced with yeah. memories and thoughts. Um, absolutely absolutely so my dear is there anything from your childhood um or um tell me tell me your journey to islam um is is your background algerian no no my husband and my my in-laws are algerian um so when i when i came into islam i was about 21 Mm -hmm. and um i knew at the time uh a, a lot of um uh, Yemeni people who I who I was studying with a very close friend from Yemen, and her family really took me under their their wing. So mm-hmm. I started off with a lot of Yemeni iftars, and um, and as as a young person, single, I had such a treat to go around to different places in London, different mm-hmm. communities, different mosques, and I, I felt like I got to try you know every kind of iftar during those first few years. Cool. It, was, it was really it was really something actually. It was really special. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can I just yeah. ask, can I be a bit cheeky? So which yes, community had the best iftars? Who does the rocking oh, iftars? That's, 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 like quite a, that could, that's quite a controversial question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I have to say, in terms of my kind of emotional centre, I feel like the Yemeni iftar is 
always going to win it for me Ooh. because it's got an emotional an emotional home for me because of okay. my friends my of first course. came into Islam with and those first Ramadans and you know but I think in terms of um, range and taste factor the Iranian iftar hits high on the scale every Ooh. time why is that? Mm. Why is that? Fresh, well, they, they they start with this plate of fresh herbs. Oh, nice. I know. That's yeah. really unusual. Yeah. It was really, and, and, and a little bit of white cheese, a little bit of bread, a little bit of light black tea. That's even before you've got into the meal. That's just how you start. Wow. It's kind I of know. like introducing you lightly into yeah. it, getting your tummy settled. Yeah. I yeah. like that. That's quite classy. It was very nice. Yeah, it was. It was. I was like, wow. It's oh. wonderful. Very light, very light. You know, you know South Asian iftaris, from what I remember, none of that. None of that. It was jump right into the fry food yeah. and plates, yeah. plates yeah. full of them. And this is what we're going to be talking to you this morning about, is yes. how we can... Uh, mm. those plates, what we could do about those plates because lots of the mashallah, lots and lots of community of thars happening, uh, have happened and are happening mashallah. and will continue to happen, mashallah, where we're broadening, mashallah. opening the doors yeah. to the wider community. Yeah. But one thing that um, mm. remains to be dealt with is the yeah. overuse of the cutlery, which has yeah. now become a lot of... It, Plastic is being used because it's easier yeah. to get rid of. And this is something that you are wanting to talk about because avoiding single-use plastics as part yeah. of a plastic-free Ramadan. Tell us why, mm. Jamana. Why is this so significant and important to do? Well, I've kind of, you know, I, I think we'll see it every year at the end of a beautiful kind of light-filled gathering. Mm -hmm. And you're walking out of the mosque or, or, or the, the building where you've been and there's this everyone's tidying up and there's this bin bag full of plastic plates plastic cups plastic spoons plastic forks small plastic bowl that's on put for, that's had dessert in it plastic water bottles and then my heart would sink and i'd think this is going to end up in landfill just for just for the one meal that we've had here today and and some of this stuff well, the, the, the estimates are that perhaps it breaks down in 500 years. Some of the estimates are that it just whooshes around the planet and mm. just will never, never degrade. So um, I've sort of been seeing this over the years and I've been hearing moves from around the world that have been really inspiring. I hear about a mosque in Sweden or the Netherlands or Scotland that, that mm. ask people to bring their own cutlery, their own cups to the iftar. Oh, that's, um, that's quite cool. It's really, really interesting. Mm. And we had a kind of experiment with this last year with the Rabani project mm. held, held an ethical iftar at Rumi's Cave. And you and I spoke about that before before it happened. And, and that, that had some success, though. And we're going to try that again this year. And I think it's about not just giving it so much as an option, but you must bring... You must bring your, your a spoon or a mm. cup or a refillable water bottle. Mm. And I think when I was thinking about it, when I set up the, the Facebook page just yesterday, was about how, how we can actually create a new normal mm. where these mm. um, single-use plastics are just, they're just no longer acceptable. They're just no longer an option. Because when you, it just takes a quick Google to look through, you can Google um, plastic pollution, and I'm trying to upload some of these on, on, on the mm. Facebook page, or UK Landfill, or Global Landfill, and the pictures, Shamiza, are horrible. I know. 
They are just, I mean, I felt quite ill looking mm. at them yesterday, but I thought I have to keep looking at them mm. because mm. the generations to come are going to be looking at them for centuries. Wow. And uh, for 15 minutes of use, because it's inconvenient for us to take a water bottle with us or because we don't want to carry a spoon around with us, it's, I just think actually Allah has given us such a responsibility in terms of stewardship over the earth and the oceans and the rivers and um, actually this to, to me I see I see this responsibility as, as, as a form of ibadah and a form of our worship and for us to kind of commit this level of plastic pollution during Ramadan feels really um, kind of counter to the whole spirit of what we're trying to achieve during this month. Now you've raised so those are my initial kind of thoughts. And those mm. thoughts are quite poignant. And, you mm. know, you've just mentioned imagery of the animals that have been impacted by this plastic and the fact that yeah. they are heart-wrenching. They're horrific. Mm. Um, and and we're the cause of it. It's us. We are doing mm. this. Um, yeah. And are you on your own working with this movement? Are there other Muslims supporting what you are wanting to envisage and, and activate here? Well, there are, and I think there's a, there, there, there is a kind of um, um, uh, network of people, I think, in different countries. Mm -hmm. And j just in the UK, of course, we have the Rabani Project looking at ideas around the Green Dean and, and taking some of these ideas forward and implementing them. We have kind of eco-Muslim um, group and, and Wisdom in Nature, another Islamic kind of environmental group. And... And, and I know there's a movement like this in the States. I've been getting messages on the Facebook page or comments from a lot of people in the States who are like, actually, yeah, we do this. We've been doing it for a few years now, no. where the mosque just, that's how it is. People bring their own cutlery, their own cups, their own reusable water bottle to Iftar and Tarawih. Wow. So that's really exciting. They're, they're, they're kind of making it happen, really. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I think I would just... And, and what's been interesting is so many people are saying, yeah, it's so, are so disturbed by the images of how much plastic they're seeing around them. And, and so it, I think it's kind of something about how can, we, how can we create that new normal? That's the expression that came to me yesterday. Mm -hmm. How can we create that new normal where, where we're like, it's just not an option. Mm -hmm. It's not an option anymore. It, and you've said this uh, with so much passion and conviction, and and it does take one person to hopefully create a ripple effect in, in martial law. And you're connecting internationally as well, and seeing what programs have been put into place. This Facebook page that you've mentioned is this something that yes. you're launching? How can people connect with you on that Facebook page? And what well, tips could you give us? Because we're going to be heading off to the break in about three minutes okay. time. Okay. Okay. So the Facebook page is just called plastic free Ramadan mm -hmm. and um, I'm just going to put st statistics and ideas and hopefully as Ramadan goes on we'll have people posting on there of their plastic free Ramadan mm -hmm. and I think the main that some of the tips are about simple things reusable water bottle for Tarawih mm -hmm. Then there doesn't need to be a, a plastic water bottle at Tarawih or Iftar. Even just carrying your own spoon or, or light um, mm. wooden spoon is really simple. Even a metal spoon is quite light. I carry one around with me. Um, and something like a tiffin tin. Um, and I have to have my tea after Iftar. It's mm. essential. So I just put my reusable 
uh, coffee cup in my bag as well. It's not a large kit mm-hmm. and um, it can be shared. You can share a tiffin tin between two and um, and then you have zero, zero plastic waste. Mashallah. And but, I, I saw a picture of you sharing that. So you had your... Yes. your, your your, your tiffin tin, your bottle, yes. you had a wooden spoon, um, yes. and it was wonderful and to it, see. It was really cool. Yes, yes, and it's quite it's quite light, and you just get into the habit of carrying mm. it around with you. Yeah. And, it, and it's making yeah. it a, a habit. Now, I have to send a shout out to my dear friend Jane Bedlington at work because I'd actually I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I had gone to get a coffee um, from work in a plastic cup and she saw it on my Uh work desk and she said I was naughty and she came to me and says that's very naughty of you Shamiza and I apologize and that was very naughty of me but it's that atmosphere we because we have a community in our office where we are quite you know everybody's got their reusable cups and we've got spoons uh, metal spoons in a cup as well so we use that too and it's that community if one person is doing it it inspires the other people so massive shout out for Jane I'm so sorry I'm learning Jamana is teaching me and this is what it's all about I hope um, people will connect with your Facebook page Jamana um, please, and we please, and yeah. and and I am going to interview again you again. I have to in the middle of Ramadan to find out how this is coming along. You've also mentioned well, the let's Rab- see. yeah Rabani yes. project as well. Yes. Um, and do they have a an iftar event? The, they do on the twenty fifth of May. Mashallah. Um, and that's going to be um, at Rumi's cave in Allah. And that's going to be an ethical iftar. So it's going mm-hmm. to have a plastic will be part of that. Our, our, our zero plastic. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who forgets to bring something or comes, you know that there will be because you can buy these degradable compostable um, uh, plates. I put some nice ones on the page. I'll continue to post some alternatives made of sugar cane. Palm leaves, they're really mm. nice to use. Um, so there will be, but we're going to really push for people to bring their own. And it's also going to be a meat-free iftar as well, which is a whole other discussion. But mm. um, they're going to be looking at, at promoting and talking about that. Um, so that's the 25th of May at Rumi's Cave in, in uh, Queen's Park, Northwest. How London. exciting. Now, Jumana, what about mm. yourself? Are there any storytelling events that you'll be doing while in Ramadan or post-Ramadan? During Ramadan, actually, on Saturday... Uh, the 11th, I'm doing a, a little uh, um, set at uh, Richmond Library for a City Read, the City Read Festival. Oh, cool. Which yeah, should be nice. And and then I'm going to do a, a, a pre-Istar set of stories um, at Rumi's Cave, I think, on the 24th of wow. May. Exciting So they're the stuff. kind of main things, yeah. yeah. Well, we are now heading off to a break. Just quickly, Jumana, what is... Yeah. What, one thing could you say to our listeners for Ramadan? I think just to 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 let go and find 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 Allah, be with Allah as much as possible. Oh my dear, thank you so very much. May Allah be with you thank always you, and your family. Have a beautiful bless you. beautiful Ramadan you. and let's make and this plastic free yes. Ramadan. Yes. Plastic free Ramadan, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, um enjoy iftari and keep us in your duas. I will do, Shamiza, and and I look forward to seeing you soon. Inshallah. Take care, my dear sister. That was the beautiful Jamana Moon sharing with us, being our first guest and talking plastic-free Ramadan. Now we're going to be heading off to a break, and inshallah, I'm going to be joined by another inspirational guest. Rosa Gallo is going to be talking to us about Luton Revert Group. Assalamu alaikum. Inspire FM, enriching your Ramadan. 
Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It's 11 o'clock on Monday, 6th of May, and this is the first live broadcast in the blessed month of Ramadan. Thank you so very much for allowing me to keep your company nine years on. Yes, nine years uh, I've been doing the Ramadan broadcast on the Urban Cube. I started off as the Arts and Culture Show many, many years ago, firstly when I began um, on Urban Cube, uh, on, before I became the Urban Cube on Inspire FM and now we're the Urban Cube. So nine years on. Thank you so much for always supporting the show and being so gracious as well. Whenever I've come across um, listeners uh, who recognise my voice because not many people know what I look like, which is great. I like to have a little bit of a little like to have a little bit of anonymity. But um, it's always lovely, lovely to hear the comments. And, you know, it is a support from you guys that we continue to do what we do. Mashallah. But don't stop there, guys. Get in touch with us. Tell us, tell us how you're celebrating uh, Ramadan. What are the Ramadan goals that you're hoping to uh, stick to, to develop? Now, it's Bank Holiday Monday, which makes it even more special because you get to have a lie-in, um, a day of rest, get yourself prepared uh, for the week ahead, mashallah. Now, I had the absolutely awesome, fantastic Jamana Moon speaking to me exactly about this because she is fasting today and what she's trying to do with her family and her community as is to have a plastic-free Ramadan. And... Um, the whole purpose of this is to kind of encourage um, communities to bring a their own cutlery, really, to, in order to combat combat the waste that we make after um, in community iftari events, because plastic use is commonly uh, uh, displayed, and the whole purpose of that is to kind of make it a lot easier when we get rid of and we tidy up after the meals, um, so you can just dispose of it quicker. However, the disposal of the plastic that we use, the plates, the cups, the uh, cutlery, um, ends up in landfill and and will remain in landfill for many, many years. It doesn't it's not biodegradable. So we will have more and more plastic stuffed in landfills, just floating around um, and not being able to get rid of it. And the plastic actually releases toxic gases, which impacts the climate and also impacts the environment and also impacts animals. She spoke about uh, images of sea life and animals um, so grotesque because they've it's the plastic has um, basically suffocated them, got trapped around their necks, um, yeah, and impacted their their life. And and this is what she's trying to combat. And she's using Ramadan as a way of educating us, me, you, the community, to make that difference. Um, and she did mention something very poignant that we are stewards of this earth. Uh, as Muslims, we are stewards of this earth. The, the environment is being gifted to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We really need to be looking at our actions ethically, environmentally and socially. And Ramadan is a perfect starting point, inshallah. Um, and I'm going to be having conversations with amazing, amazing individuals just like her sharing this message because the the Urban Cube is quite a quirky show. We do talk about sort of... Um, interesting and uh, lifestyle projects um, to make a difference for good and this is what the whole purpose is it's about good goodness and we need to be thinking about the generations 
in ahead of us what is this is a gift that we are giving to them and this gift that we're presenting to our great great grandchildren if we're blessed with them inshallah um is an environment that just seems to be deteriorating so if there's any change that you could make um from what jamana is saying then inshallah please do consider do consider um when you go to an open iftar take your own cutlery with you you can have a recycled bottle you can take a tiffin box you can take your own uh, metal spoons and you can take a plant there's no shame in it don't be embarrassed be a steward of this earth um you know what um make a difference be that change now uh the show you're listening into folks is the urban cube with misha miser taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock the repeat of the show is 8 p.m this evening also we are podcasts and we are also uh live on facebook there is an no images coming up, just just the audio on Facebook Live. But please feel free to leave your comments on the show uh, Facebook page as well. And what we'd like to do is, inshallah, read them out to you. Also want to um, get you involved by asking you, do you remember any of the Ramadan shows when we first launched on Radio Ramadan 23 years ago? Were you part of the airplay? Um, were you a volunteer? Were you on the Children's Hour show? And uh, do tell us, I'm going to be asking you this question every show every uh, urban cube Andre de Ramadan um, because I want to I want to relive those memories I want you to share those memories with us um, because you know Radio Ramadan is such a beautiful beautiful uh, thing in, and it has impacted many people's lives I remember growing up and it really did feel like Ramadan it, it felt more there's a thing called Ronik I don't know what the English translation is of that um, Ronik when you have uh, the, the radio playing and those gentle reminders that it really makes you feel as if there's a family out there you're part of a community now somebody else who's kind of creating community um, inshallah on the show uh, um, this morning is is a Rosa Garlo now Rosa Sister Rosa is uh uh, has been on the show previously and she's a regular on um, the New Muslim show as well, mashallah. Um, and she's talking to us this morning about how she is um, um, building a community, making sure that uh, the revert community in particular do not feel lonely across the uh, Ramadan, that there are opportunities of iftaris that they can attend. Now, Rosa Gala is a creative writer and a blogger from Luton um, with a fun side. I love this. This is something that she says in her blog. And we'll find out about the fun side because, folks, you can be Muslim and you can be happy, you know. This is what this show's all about, right? Um, uh, she's an unbashed side sci-fi fan and gamer and she helps to run the Luton Rupert group so assalamu alaikum Rosa how are you Ramadan Mubarak to you my darling sister now thank you so very much for taking your time out on this blessed morning this blessed day in the beautiful month of Ramadan it's bank holiday so are you I'm assuming you're at home today right I am. I'm chilling at home. I'm just uh, packing up all the food that my lovely daughter cooked for us. Oh, mashallah. So, so what does she cook? Yeah. Um, this year we are going to, we, I think for us it's very important, as, as you said, to uh, be economical with our food. Okay. So not to, not to create too much, too much wastage. So mm -hmm. 
a lot of planning went into uh, the food that was to be prepared and the quantities and basically what we were going to be consuming. Ooh. So we we know that our stomach gets that bit smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's it's a bit you know we have to remember that our eyes need to also be smaller. Um, Mashallah. And the thing mm-hmm. is, let's uh, fast, not feast. Our stomachs may be smaller, but our eyes get bigger. And you can't help <laughs> that, can you? Because you have all these like visions of all the glorious foods that you could eat um, uh, post-iftari. But you guys have done something very tremendous, which is so inspiring. You've actually planned. You've planned your meals and planned the quantities. Yeah. How easy we was that, that to do? Well, this is only the two of us, so so there wasn't much on the line of disagreement. She, <laughs> <she was> gonna, <laughs> we sat down together and we said, right, what are we going to do? And uh, I gave her my wish list. I told her what I would I would like, and uh, and uh, we put down all the ingredients. I did the grocery shopping. She did the cooking. Ooh. I'm doing the packing. <laughs> I love that. You, you got her to do the cooking, and you just and you had a wish list. And what was on that wish list? No, not really. No, actually, you know, for me, I just wanted a, a, a Turkish lentil soup. That I, I think it's just so comforting and so warming, and it's just something. I know that in uh, when it comes to sahur, my stomach just re- repels any right. kind of uh, like heavy food. Uh-huh. So, from, from my point of view, I have to have something light or something uh, plainer because. Uh, when you get up at that time of night, you just really don't want, you, you don't want lasagna. Mm, mm. I got to the point, I might be Italian, but I got to the point, I don't want lasagna, I don't want, uh, you know, chili con carne, I don't want the really heavy stuff. Right. Although it's nutritious, but I don't want anything of that. I'm getting older, Jemisa. Bless you. Um, but your heart is clearly <laughs> young and lively and full of fun and so embracing, mashallah. And the um, and this is very, very inspiring what you have done, actually. And I think um, it will really inspire our listeners. The fact that you pre-planned, you guys knew exactly what was healthy for you. You're adapting yes. your menu accordingly to your actual physical um, needs as well, mashallah. And, and I really like the sound of the Turkish lentil soup. Do you have the recipe okay. for that? for listeners uh yeah i can definitely share it with you i'll, I'll send you it's uh, there are there's pl- there are plenty of options online but uh, we obviously took a basic one that we found online and we adapted it and we just took some things out that we didn't really want and uh, um so it's and it's very easy to make it's very quick to make about half hour from prepping to cooking mm-hmm. with red, red lentils so it's you know, red lentils or something that most people have in their house. And, think. and it sounds it sounds very nutritional as well. And you mentioned it packing. Is. So your daughter did the cooking, you did the wish list recipe and your packing. What do you mean by packing? Um, of just uh, storing them away in in uh, in boxes. Well, not actually, not even, but we're not talking plastic. Mm-hmm. We're talking Pyrex. Uh, okay, yeah, we've got to get that right. So we're using... Aha, uh-huh. uh-huh. so even that, we're using Pyrex boxes, uh, containers, and just to have them stacked up in the fridge and, uh, and ready. So, 
Um, because they, they needed to go cold before we could just pack away. Now, I want to ask you, did you listen into Jamana's um, interview when she was talking about making it a plastic-free Ramadan? I did. And how well do you relate to that? How important is it for you, Razala, um, to to do this? Is this something new to you or is this something that you've been doing no. for a while? It's something that we've been doing for a while. I mean, in our household, we, we try as much as possible to uh, to go plastic-free and to, to reduce. We're very conscious of when we buy in, um, when buying fresh fruit and vegetables about how we will carry it home and uh, and obviously reduce those single-use bags. I'm Italian, and in Italy, one big thing that they do is they use these um, uh, decomposable carrier bags, mm-hmm. for instance. So that when people go shopping and they they buy fruit and vegetables, those those uh, um, bags that they use, they're not like the plastic bags that we use here right. that uh, basically add to the wastage. Mm-hmm. Instead, that they're the kind that they will decompose. Uh, and literally, I, I swear to you, they get a little bit damp and they will start falling apart. Right. Right. Wow. So and, that- and they will look. Yeah. So we've got uh, a bit of inspiration there as well. Like, you know, I think a lot of people are now, I think the shopping centres, because they are encouraging people to bring their own bags rather um, and if you don't, then you have to pay, has really made a difference in many people's shopping habits as well, Marshala. And I think we, if we continue to do this more, um, and why across the board, small steps will really really make a difference now rosa um mashallah you spoke about your daughter and yourself um doing uh, the preparations for ramadan um so as a very small unit uh how how do you get through ramadan because you're you're a revert um to islam mashallah how has your journey been across ramadan in the Um, past um I think because we are a team of two, uh, we're fortunate in that sense that we we don't have we're not left on a limb on our own. Uh, from that point of view, we we help each other out and we support each other in that way. Um, we we both have a list of things that we want to achieve during Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my list is not her list, and you know, so obviously our journey through Ramadan is a very personal thing. Um, but we do make the point of having a star and the whole together mm-hmm. throughout Ramadan, just the two of us. So we don't necessarily go out and and attend all these star parties mm-hmm. because um, from our point of view, although the community element is there, from our point of view, it's important for to to just um, withdraw a little bit. Okay. And uh, it's because in this in this all year round, we are out there. We are interacting with people. We work full time. We are constantly. Um, uh, reaching out to, to other people, it's, it, there's a need to slow down, there's a need to go back and reconnect with our heart, and reconnect with Allah. Um, it, the, the connection is always there throughout the year, but this, this seems to be that it has such a, a larger effort. Mm-hmm. And uh, personally, I feel when it comes close to Ramadan, I feel like Ramadan for me is a glass of water in the desert. Wow. Which, uh-huh. uh, 
which is which is you you think you know it's strange because yes. during Ramadan you go without water, mm, mm. you know. So you actually you're fasting, you're going without. But to me, that is actually giving me more. It, 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 the going without is giving me, if it makes sense. It's and it's a beautiful um, metaphor. Yeah, in relation to what Ramadan means to you and you clearly have stated it means more to you so that is a glass full of water in a desert now that was very poetic now you're not somebody that shies <laughs> away from poetic uh, poetic phrases and creativity because you are a writer a creative writer Rosa um, so how is your journey with writing uh, so far tell us a little bit more about that experience um, I find that the writing element of it is a very selfish thing for me. I'm not writing to please other people. Whilst all year round, I might go um, on a daily basis um, with this concept of I'm Muslim, I am to be of service. In order to worship Allah, I worship Allah through doing things for other people and being helpful to them. Um, the writing part of it is a totally selfish side. And that's something that I do for my own sake, and it helps me uh, reorganize my thoughts and getting, uh, reconnecting, uh, bringing me closer to Allah, getting to know me more, mm -hmm. because you will get the best out of Ramadan, for instance, um, by knowing yourself, knowing what makes you click, knowing your weaknesses, and knowing what your strengths are, and... Uh, and actually honing those during Ramadan. Now, where can we get a taster of this lovely writing that you write? Because you're also a blogger. I've been, I've been a bit slack. I have a blog, which is uh, uh, um, always Gallo. Um, and uh, it's, um, it's a blog spot. Uh, I've been, as I said, a little bit slack because what I've been doing is I've been writing, but not necessarily sharing. Uh -huh. uh, because... With, with any writer for the biggest percentage of the smallest amount that gets to see the light and gets shared with other people, there is a smorgasbord of, of writing that doesn't, mm -hmm. that doesn't get shared, that is kept to yourself. Uh, I sometimes write poems as a gift to people and I will give it to that person. That poem will never be shared with anybody else but that person. Having somebody write you poetry, I think, is such a beautiful gift. So, Rosa, Rosa I'm actually hinting, hint, hint, my Eid hint, present, hint. more than happy to have that. A poem by okay. you. <laughs> okay. I've said it live now. Um, okay. Apart from <laughs> writing and giving beautiful poetry as gifts um, to friends and those that have requested it, you're also somebody that gives your time to a group called the Luton Revert Group. And um, across Ramadan, this is something that you're hoping to kind of support, I hope, inshallah, as well, um, with iftaris. Uh, tell us a little bit yeah. about the Luton Rupert Group, um, why it started and why it's important um, to kind of reach out to reverts across Ramadan. Um, the Luton Rupert Group started off uh, with a small motley crew of uh, um, uh, sisters uh, and brothers. Um, we we met initially. Um, it's been over two years now. Um, and we it was with a need to to fill a gap 
we found that there were uh, groups vacated for uh, new Muslim uh, sisters. Uh, there were groups vacated for new Muslim brothers. Uh, and that was fine, and it kind of took care of those individuals. But what happened with those that had families and uh, uh, they needed um, they needed to have that inclusion um, for for them. Um, we found uh, that um, when you have um, a spouse who's a heritage Muslim, somebody who's born and raised in the faith, they they. Um, as much as they wish to support, they don't necessarily have the full understanding of what it's like to have the challenges of being a new Muslim. Um, and uh, for us, it was important to, to create, a, to foster a, a safe environment where uh, everybody could be included. So, um, and also um, those uh, new Muslims who have families who are not. Uh, Muslim who do not necessarily understand what the what embracing this faith um, involves and would have all these worries and concerns about oh my gosh is my child going through a phase is my sister mm. gone into into a cult what's going on I don't understand this and there's this all this worry and concern so it's about inviting them along as well so that they have they see oh you know it's not it's not just her or it's not just him. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And, you know, so oh, what's this? And uh, and they assure them as well. And so, when or how can people get in touch if they want to get involved and support and participate um, in these iftars? Okay, well, this is where you catch me out. We have a telephone number. Okay. Uh, we also have a Facebook, um, which I will have to share with you. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, where people can find us, where we update with uh, events that we do regularly. We'll have, we meet uh, traditionally once a month mm-hmm. on the first Saturday of every month. But that has an element of social interaction, uh, catching up with people and see where they are and how they're getting on with the, with the dean and uh, as well as with everyday living. Uh, and uh, also it will have an element of educational um, um talks uh, we will have uh, we've had in the past um, talks about uh, inheritance which for uh, new Muslims is quite important because obviously uh, it has to do with the inheriting from uh, from uh, families that are not Muslim uh, or relatives um, we've had talks about organ donation we've had uh, uh, talks about Sunnah activities like archery and horse riding and so we do kind of, and, and as well as calligraphy we had a, a local well-known calligrapher who um, who came along and uh, and gave demonstrations and gave, had people to kind of have a go at being hands-on so um, we we try to cover all different elements of how to how we can engage with our faith um, as well as with the community um, at large. So uh, which means that yeah, it sounds really quite exciting. There's a lot going on there, um, and it's only I'm sure the wider community would want to kind of engage and get involved. Is it open to only reverts? Uh, the events themselves are generally well. They're open to uh, to new Muslims mm-hmm. and their relatives. Okay, so, so new Muslims. Yeah, 
So if they want to bring friends, then by all means also. We found that, that with some uh, heritage Muslims, so they've been raised in the faith, but sometimes the, because their life gets busy, their learning will also take a somewhat slightly back seat. Mm-hmm. And so we, we've, had, we've, had the, we've had new Muslims bringing their uh, heritage Muslim friends and and they were saying how they were finding finding it beneficial. Um, we at the moment we, it is specifically for for new Muslims and their friends and family, so it's not quite open to all Muslims. But we did have one event uh, uh, a few months ago uh, where we had uh, a revert on author mm-hmm. and uh, that's Lauren Booth. I don't know if you're familiar with Lauren Booth. Yes, I know the name. And she she had uh, recently written a book about how she came to Islam and about life in Palestine. And uh, she we had that event specifically open to everyone. Mm-hmm. So um, so we do we do have select um, events that we we might decide to have open to to the wider community. Um, it sounds absolutely wonderful, Mashallah. May this. Uh group continue to uh, enlighten and grow bigger as well. Now, um, we are heading off to a break, but uh, quickly, Rosa, what are your Ramadan goals? What are you hoping to achieve this month? Uh, My my Ramadan goal, more than anything else, is to foster more patience. Um, I've uh, gone on a complete social media detox. Uh, That is a brave thing for me. It was like ripping the plaster off. Wow. And... uh, um, and uh, and generally just to to just uh, take more time to reconnect with Allah and be, be you know be closer to my heart. Um, but uh, I must mention that obviously with uh, with the revert group before we go to break, uh, that our revert group is hosting our, um, an iftar. Uh, as we've been doing for the past few years, it's becoming faster going thing. Uh, Mashallah. Now we are of May. 28th of May. Wonderful. We are heading to At a break. 7:30. Wonderful. And I will announce this after. Assalamu alaikum, Rosa. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Inspire FM, inspiring you this Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum. The following program good. is a repeat. Please do not message or call in. Any announcements made on the program. Now the following programme isn't a repeat, but it will be at 8pm. Thank you for that little technical glitch. Um, Sorry about that, guys. Now, thank you so very much for joining me this morning. It is the Urban Cube, 11.30, Monday, 6th of May. It's the first live show on on our special schedule of uh, Ramadan, taking you all the way across this blessed, beautiful month. Absolute pleasure to be in your company nine years on. Thank you so very much for supporting the show and also supporting the um, station that is Inspire FM. Now, this is the final half an hour of the show and it's always uh, amazing how quickly the content flies by. It's no exception. Uh, We still have another fantastic guest, a local guest going to be sharing with us ways in which we can support our community each day across the month by talking to us about a calendar with a difference. It's not a, a ordinary calendar. It's actually a Ramadan food bank 
calendar. Um, Salma Khan from the Luton Food Bank will be joining me very, very shortly to talk to me about how we can, as a community, help those in need locally as well. Now, um, I have been contacted um, by um, a sister requesting uh, a Ramadan calendar can it be sent to her so I'm going to find out from Baba Tariq inshallah find out um, what we because Inspire of Ham have got the uh, Ramadan cal- calendars and we'll find out from him how you can access the calendars inshallah we've got them as little like hand card flyers um you can actually go onto the website the inspire fm website you can find it find information on there we also have a uh, inspire fm facebook page um we also have an app as well so this information is accessible virtually um we do have hard copies which um i will find out from brother Tarek. i think he will say come down to the studio and and collect one from the studio we're more than happy to give them away here now folks it's 11 32 and um Aisha Mize are taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on the show we have been talking about ramadan goals ramadan goals what are your ramadan goals what are you hoping to achieve across this blessed month of ramadan and we want to find out what uh, advice you might possibly give us um, on the other side, uh, like the Inspire FM team and what we could possibly do as well. Now, Rosa, uh, mashallah, uh, joined us. Rosa Gala, who is a uh, creative writer. She's a blogger and she also runs the Luton Revert group. She joined me straight before the uh, break and she talked to, to me about um, her journey as a Muslim, um, her journey uh, with her daughter, planning her meals uh, making sure that they are healthy and light. So in order to, one reason was to reduce food waste. She supported uh, and followed on from the conversation from the very awesome Jumana Moon, who was talking about free, a plastic free Ramadan as well. On the shows, inshallah, this is something I'm going to be kind of um, really, really advocating ways in which we can reduce plastic and ways we can better ourselves environmentally across Ramadan. Now, um, Rosa also mentioned a iftar that um, is happening on the 28th of May. And this iftar is um, going to be uh, at Hockwell Ring Community Centre. And it is going to be on the 28th of, uh, let me just get the the date correct here. Just bear with me a moment, people. Yes, 28th of May, 7.30pm. It's it's the Luton Revert Group Iftar happening at Hockwell Ring Community Centre. Now, they have requested a £5 deposit and this will be asked at the door. um, No, asked prior and then it will be refunded at the door. It's basically an offset to food wastage due to no shows and which sits perfectly in well the, what we've been discussing this morning we don't want to waste food um so it's totally donation funded so people can opt to leave that as a donation now they would like you to bring your plate cutlery and cup folks so 28th of may luton revert group iftar happening at hockwell Ring community center five pound deposit which will be refunded back to you but if you wish to 
donate it to the iftar you're very welcome to but one thing is key make sure you bring your plate cutlery and cup and the iftar will um your people will need to turn up around 7 30 so 7 30 p.m turning up for that plus um rosa has also mentioned there's a thrari at at Hockwell Ring Mosque, guest speaker is Martin Askew um, and former Lund Gang member with the craze who embraced Islam, mashallah. Um, and uh, he will be uh, doing, uh, being a guest speaker there. And the revert group number is 07846242645, 07846242645. And will be available at Eventbrite in the coming days on the Luton Revert Group. Yep, so that's a bit of an update. Now, if you have any information that you'd like to share with us, we're very, very happy to do so. Um, and um, we've also had a message saying there's a Dravi at Marsh Farm and Isha Salah and Dravi um, prayer now in Futures House opposite Marsh Farm Parade. If you're living locally, please come and join us. Isha Jamaat starts at 10.15 p.m. Um, Brother Tarek is in the studio and I wanted to catch up with him quickly before we speak to Salma Khan from the uh, uh, from the Luton Food Bank. Brother, the calendars. We have lots of Ramadan calendars and um, we've had a sister Hina, Assalamu Alaikum Sister Hina, who has asked how she can get hold of one. Can these be sent to her? How how can she access the Ramadan calendars? Because these are always useful throughout Ramadan. They have like the Syrian iftari times and the day, the days of the Ramadan as well. Yep. Uh, from a calendar perspective, we have uh, three options options available. You have the A3 calendars. So the big A3 ones are sometimes a lot of people tend to stick to the fridge uh, and it's commonly in the, in the in the kitchens of many people in Luton. You've got the pocket calendar, which again uh, is, uh, is a favourite for myself to be honest in particular. But again, we can have a Yemi quick access and keeping your wallet and all that kind of stuff and you also have the electronic timetable that we have available on our website if you're in a situation where you're a electronic kind of person and you would rather have one that's uh, available on your phone or something to do to uh, basically have downloaded on your phone then please do go to our website uh, there'll be a big banner there which says Ramadan times and uh, uh, the next PDF download will be for the PDF uh, the, the electronic timetable so please download it put it in your phone share it send it to as many people as you want so that's one option if you would want a physical copy of the calendar uh, then please uh, do come to the Inspire from Studios we're based in Dallow Community Centre uh, there have been 10,000 of these uh, printed and posted uh, to most households in Luton but of course as you, know, as you can imagine we can't do every household in Luton so your household may have been just out of the uh, the kind of zone that we would we were trying to uh, post them in if your house has been missed for whatever reason and you would like a physical copy then please do come to, down to Dallas Community Centre anytime we're here all day long up until Iftari uh, so we're normally here between Seri to Iftari uh, so please do come down and inshallah you can pick your pick yourself up uh, the A3 copy as well as the the, the, the the pocket timetable we've got copies of both in the studio inshallah Thank you so very much, Brother Tariq, for that information. Thank you, Sister Hina, asking about that because it is something that I think a lot of people um, do require. It's a very, very helpful resource and, um, inshallah, lots of 
opportunities to access that. Now, from the Ramadan uh, calendar from Inspire FM to the Ramadan food bank calendar, um, I am quite excited to actually introduce this very innovative idea on the Urban Cube this morning and to give more light on why the Ramadan food bank calendar has been created is no other than Salma Khan from the Luton Food Bank this morning joining the show. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Salma. Welcome, How are you this morning? Alhamdulillah, this is Ramadan Mubarak to everyone. Ramadan Mubarak to you as well. Um, as always, you're a very busy lady and um, the children are at home. How is uh, Ramadan treating you so far? It's okay, alhamdulillah. As you can imagine, the kids come first. You have to make sure that they've got their breakfast, they're safe, they're ready and everything they want, getting them up and then oh, it's just, it's about them, I think. You forget about yourself. And and this is the the trials and um, journey of motherhood, having to make sure that you know you just don't have energy for yourself, but you are the one that actually has to wake up the family, um, especially like tiresome kids. Uh, it, does that is it getting easier or is it getting harder, Salma, across the years? Uh, it's a mix because I've got a different age range. Um, I think it, as they get older, they know they must they must fast, and so they. But it's harder for them to get up as they're teenagers. Yeah. And they eat less and you want them to eat more. You're trying to encourage them to eat more, but they know how much they can eat. So it's just one of those things. It's just a challenge, I think, all the way through life, really. Mashallah, and um, blessed are the mothers that have this challenge and um, may Allah reward them for um, their stamina and perseverance. But it's the, these are the memories that a lot of children have. I mean, whilst I was, I, I always remember my mother and Brante always brings me <laughs> a lovely memory of uh, waking up because she'd always be up on up early making Brante and the smell of that in the morning. And they were a different time because I think you could digest that a little bit better than you could now um, with a different time frame. But what do you remember whilst growing up um, yeah, as I a child? That. I remember, this. I remember the same and this specific Ramadan song they used to come on and we still listen to it. I don't remember what it is. And Bronte, definitely. And scrambled egg, sweet scrambled egg and tea. I still like, I still have that actually. But it's, not it's, my children. Oh, that's so... My son, that that my is son so... Has in uh-huh. <laughs> Pastor in the morning, goodness me. Now, um, folks, you're listening to Salma Khan, who's joining me very, very kindly this morning. Salma, you're, there's some interference with your phone. I'm finding it kind of reception quite um, poor. So you may have to maybe speak a little bit louder. Um, but Brother Tarek is back in the studio. Brother, why are you back in the studio? Sorry, I, I, I wanted to launch something, but before I d- did that, I wanted to get permission from Nakash, our marketing manager, to make sure he's happy with me to go ahead. Uh, I know you love launching things uh, on your show, and uh, there's a, it's, a, it's a new service okay. uh, regarding Ramadan times, and I thought I'd launch it on your, uh, on your show. Uh, it's a WhatsApp uh, alert service that we have. Okay. So basically... For those of you out there who listen to Inspire FM, I'm sure many of you guys have got the Inspire FM number saved in your phone. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't, it's 0779481822, 0779481822. And the service that we have is basically if you uh, if you ever at a time with a sister Hino or anybody else listening out there who doesn't have a timetable available in front of them, uh, doesn't doesn't have access to the electronic timetable, if you just WhatsApp that number, fasting times, mm-hmm. so that the message is, itself is fasting 
fasting times f-a-s-t-i-n-g fasting times and we will automatically send you a message back with the iftari and seri times for that day we are so technical we are we're so on it aren't we absolutely fantastic thank you so very much brother Tarek, for um sharing that information and thank you to nagash as well reminding brother Tarek um to do that so that's great um back on the show i'm joined by uh, salma khan mashallah salma is the uh, works for the luton food bank and she's been really quite passionate and very um innovative with ways and way ways to encourage the community to make sure that no child, no family goes hungry across our town in Luton. And some of those ideas of martial art inspired projects across the country as well. Um, the month of Ramadan as a Muslim is about making sure we think about those less fortunate to us. And mashallah, um, it's really, really exciting that a project like the Food Bank is fusing um, their passion um, and, and and supporting this innovative idea. Um, but I would love to hear more. And I think Salma is a perfect person to do that. Assalamu alaikum, Salma, again. Sorry about um, that little break we just had there. Thank you for staying on the line. The Ramadan Food Bank calendar, Salma. What's this all about? So um, we tried to um, launch a Ramadan calendar a couple of years ago, but... Um, I just didn't have the time because we were so busy and you know we're a small team. So this year, um, Human Appeal um, contacted me and said that I would be interested in doing a Ramadan calendar. And obviously I was really pleased with that's something I wanted to do, but I didn't have the resources um, to do it. So um, then we're, they're supporting the campaign, so they helped put it together. Um, they're working in partnership. Um, so I got the items that we need and they put the intentions in. And I think it's a really good way to involve children in Ramadan, especially those that are really little and they mm. can't fast. And even the ones that are fasting, it's nice because they're giving back and they can see that they're giving back mm. because it's an action or an item for every day. And you're supporting a local cause, which is a local food bank. And when the kids are fasting themselves, they know how it feels to be hungry. And we hope that, you know, makes them feel more empathetic to those that don't have as much as they do. It's a really, really lovely idea. And you're right. If the children are fasting and are with their families, then it gives them something productive to do. It makes it more real and why we need to think about others. And each day, so you, it's a, it's a lovely calendar. So on each day, you have, um, there, it's been highlighted with either a comment or a food product um, or an action, a positive action to do. Um, for example, on the first day, begin the month of Ramadan with the correct intention, mashallah. Um, the second one, it says long life milk. So when it says long life milk, what are you expecting the person reading uh, following that action to do, Salma? Um, so the idea is for them to get a bag and mm -hmm. start putting those items in the bag mm -hmm. um, and inshallah they'll have 15 items and I think a lot of people contact us in doing, when it comes closer to Eid and a lot of people want to do stuff with their children but they've got nothing to do. This way they can either fill the bag up before Eid and come drop it off to us or on Eid, I'm sure we've got on Eid as well because um, we've got other volunteers and staff that are there or they can drop it off after Eid. So it gives them that thing of they're giving back. And that's what it's all about. It's giving back. Um, and how can people access this calendar? 
So we've got copies at Inspire FM, mm-hmm. and um, they can download it. It's easy to download and print it at home. Or it's up to them if they want a printed version, but a printed version is good to have because the children can cross it off or mm-hmm. tick it off, and it makes them feel like they can go look and see, oh, what are we doing today, what are we doing today. So it just keeps that excitement going because Ramadan can become long for the children. And is and they are long. We're talking eight, seventeen to eighteen hours, um, so they are very long. Now um, I'm looking at the calendar, and on day five it says smile today. It's charity, so and I really like that. Who thought of the ideas and the things to put onto the calendar? Human appeal. I think the volunteers from there thought of them. But I think they're really nice, aren't they? Because you forget, and the kids don't realise that how easily they can get rewards and give charity by just smiling at someone and you know that smile can go so far oh it definitely someone who's having like a sad day or depressed day you know mashallah and and you know things for them to learn and and it is you're teaching them a message of what islam is all about and is about humanity and it's about kindness and a simple smile is sunnah uh, just a simple action like that can make a tremendous impact on somebody's life. And we are living a very fast and testing life. Unfortunately, some people are tested more than others. Um, and may Allah be gracious upon them and may they, you know, e- uh, gain ease and whatever trial and tribulation they are facing. Um, but we know that those people that require the support from the food bank are people that are, are facing some form of trial um, and this is where the food bank is inshallah hoping to to make life a little bit easier for them but it is a temporary service um, it's not for, for life um, and uh, tell us a little bit more uh, Salma where, where are we with the food bank and those people that require the support so when we first set up we were only set up temporary thinking maybe a year or so but it's the need for food bank has grown and grown over the years. We're um, growing around about 30% each year, if not 25%. And our food parcels are averaging 150 last year, and this year they're averaging 250. So you can imagine wow. the increase. But alhamdulillah, you know, whenever we ask for food, we make a call, you know, the people of Luton are so generous and sharing. I think that's what they are. They share what they have with others. And that ensures that those people that we're supporting don't go hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, we have spikes throughout the year. So that's when I um, plan my campaigns so that I know that there's going to be an increase or there's going to, if there's a dip, you know, it'll be a bit quiet for my ends. But when I'm expecting that we'll have an increase, like when the school holidays come up. Um, I will do campaigns and then inshallah, you know, we'll get the money in or the food in and that'll help us throughout the summer. I think people don't realise that when the children that rely on free school meals, what do they do when um, school's closed or when it's holidays? They miss the meal, don't they? They do miss um, their meal and that's where I think it's it's quite educational and very, very inf- important that we are made aware that there will be families who are so, so reliant on the food bank um, because of schools being closed. Um, and this is one way you're making sure that those uh, the food is available by this Ramadan food bank calendar. Um, they are available uh, to download um to be printed out, but it'd be nice if they weren't printed out because we're talking about not wasting paper, uh, not not wasting stuff. But these are also available on your 
the uh, Luton Food Bank website as well, Salma? Yeah, they're on our website. Yep, if you just click on them, they're probably on our homepage at the moment. So you can click and just download it. But I think I know about saving paper, but printed versions are more um, convenient, nicer for the children to get yeah. involved. Yeah, and then more nicer for the kids because they can actually see. Because children need to see what they're doing and mm-hmm. what they're collecting, and it builds conversation as well. I think we're living in a time where people don't talk too much at mm-hmm. anymore, each other anymore. And this builds conversation within the families or oh, what you're collecting today and who you're collecting it for and it raises ah. awareness of food poverty locally yes. too. And and this is the thing, this is food poverty in our community. This is not, we're not talking about the third world, we're talking about in our community, food poverty poverty and the irony here is the western world struggles with food poverty just as the third world does so everybody um, can be impacted by this and this is a really really exciting calendar the ramadan food bank calendar helping children and grown-ups alike to get involved with um, making sure that um, they're doing their bit across ramadan um, and for charity we also need to remember that um, it's our duty as Muslims to ensure no one goes hungry, especially our neighbours. So this is um, a duty upon us as well, especially during the month of Ramadan, and we get more rewards as well because it's the more rewarding month. So I, I do encourage everyone to get the children involved because it, you're teaching your children charity at a young age, and it's something that they can mm. actually see. When they're putting that item in, it, it'll go to somebody out there who will use it. And if they wanted to bring their kids, I can organise a tour to show them around the work that we do. Oh, wow. Um, so please, please get involved. Now, you talked about this tour. How how easy is it to arrange? How can people get in touch with you regarding that? They, they can, if they email me, that would be the be- a better way of doing it. And then I can do it in groups because obviously... Um, I think children are at school and it'll probably be in the evening or on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had families that have come and um, Bilal brought his children and then they did the colour run. If you remember, I'm sure they came as Oh, yes. Um, Hashim and Hassan, they were superstars yes. in the show, um, raising so much money for uh, the Luton Food Bank. Um, how does it make you feel, Salma, when you see children so young as that participating in uh, the fundraising right. efforts for Food Bank? Amazing. It's so heartwarming to know that, you know, these children understand and they want to give back. Because, you know, children are, the children, I'm not trying to be hard, but they are kind of selfish, aren't they? Because they just want what they need. They want their food, their clothes, what they want, their gadgets. And to see children so young as that to give back, it's heartwarming, really heartwarming to know that, you know, we have children like that. And all children are like that. It's just we need to bring that out of them. Mm-hmm. And giving them the opportunities. If you, if you, They won't know until you're shown. And if you show, then Absolutely. that's when the difference um, is created. And this food bank calendar is something that's enabling that, enabling those children to have that bridge of understanding, of knowing what uh, difficulties people go through and actually using Ramadan, uh, uh, the blessed month, uh, that is about charity. It is about giving to actually make it productive and practical. Marshall, I'm really, really quite excited about this project. I think it's really cool and quirky. Um, The calendars look fantastic. I love the little bits of messages that have been uh, presented on this calendar.
calendar um, and uh, we'll definitely, me and my family, my children will be getting involved, inshallah. Um, Salma, Ashima, make sure you share it on social media for us because well, uh, you want to see your kids with the items. Uh-huh. Do, I'm going to be doing my daughter as well. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. We should do it together. Now, um, folks, social media is a great place to get uh, um, inspiration, mashallah, and Luton Food Bank is definitely on social media. There is a Facebook page, um, so do try and uh, uh, join that page and do share this uh, opportunity if your children are getting involved. Now, Salma, I'm going to let love you and leave you because I know that you've oh, got the children you. to look after whom are fasting. Have a wonderful iftari um, and big Ramadan Mubarak for, to, to you from all of us. And to you and everyone at them is listening to Ramadan Mubarak. Khair Mubarak. Thank you so very much, Salma. Um, that was Salma Khan from the Luton Food Bank who uh, is it's bank holiday Monday, so she's at home fasting with her children and also um, working. She never stops this woman um, supporting the, Ram- uh, the Luton Food Bank as part of the Ramadan Food Bank calendar. Now we are heading to the end of the show. It's been an absolute pleasure being in your company. Thank you so very much for listening. Um, and inshallah, do keep myself and the Inspire FM team in your duas. Always have a beautiful Ramadan and catch you next week, inshallah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.